Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Mario Diarmis, a therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show, covering the topic of kindness. Here joining me is Catherine Aparicio, who will help me broach this very relevant, practical, clinical, spiritual topic. It just has so many repercussions in various areas, and I feel that we could apply it to everyday life and look at some of the elements that come with it. So very excited to have you here, Catherine, and welcome. Thank you so much, Mario. Happy to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we start to cover kindness and define it and go into some of the science behind it and uh, biblical passages that can really be helpful to those listening, uh, I wanted to start with you, uh, a little bit of your background. So if you could introduce yourself, that'd be great. Of course. So as you were mentioning, my name is Catherine. I graduated with my bachelor's from Florida International University in psychology. And I recently graduated from the University of Miami with my master's in marriage and family therapy. While I was in both universities, I was involved in research. So I worked with youth that were experiencing phobias and anxiety, children that were struggling uh, with any learning disabilities, and then adolescents that were transitioning from high school to college that had type 1 diabetes. And then in the last um, psychology research lab that I was involved was a program that provided self-help to couples nationwide. And so that was a really rewarding aspect of my job, I would say, just because it was research-based rather than clinical, right? Uh, so then in regards to my clinical experience, I've worked with individuals, couples, and families that were struggling with anxiety, depression, interpersonal conflict, intimate partner violence, trauma, immigration, and acculturation experiences. Wow, that is a vast amount of experience. And Wellspring indeed is so blessed to have you. And I have no doubt that you'll enrich Wellspring as a community. So uh, thank you again for joining us to honestly cover a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, it's one of these areas that 30 minutes don't do justice. I can spend hours just going over the nuances of kindness, but uh, we can start here. And actually, I would just want to start with you, Catherine, and ask you, how would you define kindness? Of course. So when I actually want to just give the direct definition, right, that anybody could actually have access to online or in an actual dictionary. So kindness is defined as a quality of being friendly, considerate, and generous. In addition to those words, I think what comes to my mind is being compassionate, forgiving, merciful, and empathetic, right? Those things definitely come to my mind. Um, and I can definitely see it like on a day-to-day, -day, um, just being spread out in the world in different contexts. Definitely, definitely. I find myself oftentimes uh, invigorated by those who extend kindness towards me I know that I really appreciate it. And oftentimes I also, depending on what's going on in my life, it might be challenging for me to be kind, but I'm very much encouraged when other people extend that very kindness in my direction. And does it get to a point where, despite how you feel, despite anything going on, it's a decision you make in that given moment? 
Yes, of course. So I think that kindness is more of a lifestyle, right? It's a choice you make each and every single day. Just because like you were saying, you do appreciate other people being kind towards you, right? You appreciate it. However, there may be times that some people may be struggling or going through a very difficult season in their lives, which may make it difficult to spread kindness or even uh, respond well when other people are kind, right? So I think some examples of kindness could be holding the door for other people, uh, saying good morning, greeting them at whichever time of day it is, saying please and thank you, being forgiving, uh, listening to others, checking in on other people, whether it's through email, through text message, a phone call, an emoji even nowadays, right? Or even smiling. I think the smiling is just a universal language, no matter where you come from, the language you speak, your socioeconomic status, your race, your ethnicity. I just think that it's a way of communicating with others. But at the same time, as I'm giving those examples, I think it's also really important to emphasize how we could easily take things personal if we're spreading kindness and the other person doesn't respond back, right? So for instance, right? So for instance, let's say we're going to a doctor's office and we have an appointment and you go in and then you automatically smile to someone and that person doesn't smile back, right? And then you potentially greet them. Maybe you're going to sit nearby and they still don't say anything back. I think it's really important to consider that not only may that person be going through something in their life, but also that person may not have their sight, right? That person may not be able to hear or that person may be struggling with depression or anxiety, right? And those are things that we can't know, especially if we don't know the person. And I just think it's really important for us to be mindful of those things. A hundred percent. And two things that stood out to me was one of the signs or manifestations of kindness being listening. It's incredible because we oftentimes do and smile, all beautiful, all necessary, but how many people just want to know that someone's hearing them and they have something to share or vent or a point of view that if you just show your absolute attention and they could see that it's coming from a sincere place, that's an act of kindness. So yes. also having that sensitivity to what someone needs at that moment and really being selfless and Christ obviously embodies that in so many different ways. And we underestimate the power of being present to somebody. But since I could tell you for my own, you know, daily routine, I'm always in a hurry. So as someone's talking to me, I feel hooked and I'm already gesturing that I'm going somewhere else. So I'm not giving that person my undivided attention. But when I link it to kindness and how that can benefit someone else, then it's an incentive to do that. Then the other part would be knowing that somebody else might not be reciprocating because they're in their own difficult place. We're so wrapped in our own challenges, trials, and tribulations, we forget that others are facing similar foes. So mm -hmm. I always tell this story because I honestly find it a little irksome. Uh, I like to go to La Carreta. It's like one of those staples in Miami. And I like to go to Sergio's and any places with what we call a ventanita in Miami. Mm -hmm. They'll sell cafecito 
croquetas, all the staples of, of, of the Cuban food I love. And sometimes the ladies are very sweet and bueno dia, mi vida, the, the <laughs> nice, and I leave so regenerated by that. But there are some days where I won't even get a greeting. I'll get a dime. That's what I get. Dime with like a frown. And all I'm thinking is what's wrong with this person without necessarily probing deeper and understanding that that person has their own story. Because in that particular moment, I'm just annoyed by the fact that they didn't return the smile. So yes. that's, that's just a strong illustration that you never know what people are facing on a daily basis. So thank you so much for saying that. Can you, think, can you think of any other example of kindness that just plays out on a daily basis? I think for instance, like I said, um, just checking in on each other, being intentional. I think that's a huge part of um, being kind, being intentional. And that definitely us, like you were mentioning, right? Sometimes we may be reactive right away at that very moment. And we may not be aware that we're not um, giving them that space to be themselves because they may be going through something in their personal lives. So let's say right away at that moment, you cannot acknowledge maybe we were rude or we were too serious, right? We didn't treat them the way we anticipated. Being kind towards ourselves too, understanding that we are human beings, right? And we're always changing and growing. So it definitely takes time. So I know that we focused a lot on being kindness towards others, right? Incorporating these acts of kindness on a day-to-day basis. But I think it's also important that the same way we can be compassionate, thoughtful, empathetic, forgiving towards other people, we should apply those things towards ourselves too, right? Because how can we pour onto other people from an empty cup? A hundred percent. Truth be told, being kind is not for our own sake when it comes to extending it towards others. Right, so why am I kind to someone else? To get praised, to get acknowledged for my own satisfaction, or am I truly present to the other person and is my disposition inclined to help them and to serve them? And those little, like you said, details, like that attention to detail when it comes to a smile, a call to check in, a good morning text, an emoji, listening. Am I doing it for the other person? Because then otherwise, if it's just a reward for me, then I'm really missing out on the essence of what kindness is. And then the last part that's just so profound is being kind and gentle with ourselves. We forget that when Christ says, love your neighbor as yourself, we're in the equation. So how do we treat ourselves when we make a mistake? How do we treat ourselves when we fall short? How do we treat ourselves when we don't necessarily achieve what we want to, or we find ourselves uh, in a sort of plateau. Can we show kindness to ourselves? And how would that look like? But what I find is the opposite. We're often very hard on ourselves. Yes, yes. So I think just piggybacking on everything you just mentioned is that we are very hard on ourselves, right? Sometimes it might be easier to spread kindness instead of being kind to ourselves and our needs and our wants and the things that we're going through in life. So I think in those moments, it's just really important to be self-aware, right? To recognize 
instead of just focusing on, well, I could have done better, or I can't believe I did this that way, right? Or I said this, or I reacted this way. It's kind of like, okay, like I know I could have done better, but now I know for next time, right? Or for instance, we were maybe unintentional or intentional rude to someone, right? Especially yeah. like, let's say you're you're driving and there's all this traffic and you're in a rush and someone's just beeping at you, right? Maybe you dismissed it or I don't know, there could be like plenty of examples, right? So maybe in that very moment, we're very reactive. I think later on, it's just maybe you won't have the person in front of you, but just asking for forgiveness, right? And just forgiving yourself for not reacting the way maybe you anticipated. I think that's a huge one. Right. And being contrite and showing remorse, not shame per se. So Mm -hmm. owning what we did and being gentle with ourselves, kind with ourselves, but at the same time, that doesn't dismiss accountability. It just incorporates the gentleness that Christ would display toward us as well. Correct. This is awesome. And I, I really enjoyed this first segment and we're gonna continue on with uh, the other component of our discussion covering kindness. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Mario Diarmas joined by Catherine Aparicio covering the topic of kindness. And Catherine, we covered so much in terms of the choice to be kind, the difficulties that arise when it comes to being kind because it's not always returned. So what do we do in those circumstances when we give kindness, but it's not reciprocated, right? And then how does kindness materialize? Is it by listening? Is it by a smile? Is it through a good morning text? Is it, you know, just by spending quality time with somebody? How do we actually demonstrate kindness to others? And then the last piece of it is what do we do when someone doesn't necessarily extend that same kindness? Because at the end of the day, they might have their own stories and their own battles. And those are the people that need kindness the most, you know, not seemingly, but beneath the surface, there's a lot going on. So choosing to be kind for the other's sake, not necessarily because we always feel like being kind. And that's probably the more challenging component of this. Don't you agree? Yes, I agree completely. So now we segue into the science behind kindness and there's a whole lot to broach. So I wanted to give you that opportunity to just describe what's the science say about kindness? Of course. So there's definitely a lot of benefits when you incorporate kindness in your day-to-day, right? So for instance, some of those benefits are that it improves your immune system and your cognitive performance. It increases oxytocin and the production of serotonin. It increases your energy, which then leads to living a more joyful and happy life, right? And at the same time, it also decreases your pain, anxiety, depression, and your blood pressure. So an interesting fact was actually that kind people experience lower levels of cortisol, which is your stress hormone, which then research says that then it allows for you to age slower, right? And then another fun fact, right, is that if you engage in an act of kindness, your reward and pleasure center in your brain lights up as if you were the receiver of the good deed. Incredible. Incredible. So it's as if you're the recipient of it in the midst of being the 
source, you know, the one in, who initiates it in the first place. So you see the neurological and physiological benefits of being kind. Correct. That's so interesting to me because we talk about kindness as a virtue and part and parcel of our Christian life. And then you see the science and how it actually enhances you in all those aspects. And it just blows me away uh, when you look at it from that perspective, from the clinical point of view. Yes, definitely. And it also has that ripple side effect, right? Like it's contagious. So for instance, even if you're in public and you're just witnessing other people being kind to each other, even if you're not directly part of it, it kind of motivates you internally to then engage in an act of kindness, whether it's that day or later on in life. So it's almost an invitation uh, not, not to wait to be kind, not to necessarily wait till everything's conducive. Uh, by you being kind, you're encouraging those around you to be kind. Correct. Because there have been times where others around you have incentivized us to do the same. So how beautiful that we can actually cause that ripple effect and better that particular space for that segment of time. Awesome, awesome. So we've covered the science, we've covered the practicality, we've talked about some of the roadblocks that can temporarily impede us. When we get into scripture, what is basically the heart of it, the foundation? Like, what does the Bible say about being kind? Yes, so I actually have three verses that I'd like to share, right? So the first one, I'm actually going to read it to you, uh, which is actually Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, which says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Even just reading that verse, it takes me back to everything we shared earlier, right? I think that it's just amazing how our words have power. And mm. sometimes we don't realize that the same way our words can hurt others, it could also lift up people. And so I can't emphasize and express like how many times, right, people have encouraged me, motivated me, right, or even checked in on me, right, to provide me words that I wasn't even looking for. So I think that just goes back to one of the examples we gave earlier, right, being intentional and checking in with others, you, you never know what the other person's going through. Mm. So, yeah. How beautiful. And then you had, uh, you had a follow-up scripture for that as well? Yeah, so I actually have two that go, that go together. Um, so those two verses, one of them is Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, which says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Right. And then the other verse that I wanted to share was Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, that says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So when I read those two examples, it's a reminder of how we can use Christ to be our role model. Right. And emphasize really on what it says there, being compassionate, being kind humble, gentle, and patient with our brothers and sisters. So not, it doesn't say be selective, right? It doesn't say 
be all these things with your family, loved ones, friends, it says with our brothers and sisters, everyone, right? And I just think it's really important to remember that these things, again, are not just applicable to others, but towards ourselves as well. Yeah, and it's all encompassing because honestly, Catherine, it's all about whether it be scripture, whether it be as human beings practicing kindness, whether it's the science, how it affects the mind, the body. Kindness is something that generates more kindness and it lights us up in every aspect. Uh, so when I look at the incentives to be kind about being a good human being, about making that decision daily despite the obstacles, that's something that we can all draw encouragement from. Don't you think? Yes, I agree. It really is. And I'm very much incentivized by everything you said. And I love the passages in scripture that remind me who I am and what my purpose is in Christ. And Christ gives us opportunities to be kind every day. And they're not always favorable. They're not always ideal, but it's a moment to choose kindness. And given everything that you explained along the way, the benefits are unending. So yes. <laughs> absolutely. And I would close with just this question. Um, what would you say or what would you recommend to a person listening to this message today? First, so I think the first step of that would be to truly take away five minutes out of your day or longer if you have more time, right? And reflect on what kindness means to you, right? Because we're all different. So kindness may look different to you in comparison to what we shared earlier. And then the second one would be like, how have others impacted you with kindness? And how have you incorporated kindness into other people's lives, right? And then the third one would be, how can you continue practicing kindness or start by being kind towards others and yourselves? And I just think the last thing I want to share with everyone is that if you can't think of one person being kind to you, I just want this to be a reminder to tell you that you do have a purpose, right? You're worthy of kindness and to let that be a motivation to be a light in somebody's life today. Beautifully said, Catherine, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we've come to the end of our show. And again, if you join this program midstream, you could find this show and others on podcasts at Wellspring on the Air, on our blog on wellspringmiami.org. The title of today's show, again, was Kindness, joined by Catherine Aparicio. My name is Mario Diarmas. It's time to once again end. And this is Mario and Catherine uh, with Wellspring on the air because hearts and minds matter.